0: Take a look for, not quite back to 96, just over the uh, the previous 12 months That what's been happening uh, in the sports that will be the ones that dominate uh, the public consciousness next year when it comes to the Olympics. Uh, one year out, where are our athletes placed, our teams, and how are we tracking? There have been some wonderful results uh, this year, particularly in the world of athletics as well as we would like to start. We're bringing in a uh, presenter, commentator, great writer as well, and a former Olympian in the Hep-teth line and Sarah Cowley Ross. A very Merry Christmas to you, Siri. Hope you're going well.
1: Oh, Merry Christmas to you too, Sam. All well here. Just done Christmas shopping, so uh, yeah, a bit frazzled, but we're all good. <laughs> don't do it this late.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I better say, why so early? There's days left.
1: Seriously, it's just.
0: <laughs> oh no. No, no, it's 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 just.
1: You, it, don't it's just... To, you don't want to be wasting time.
0: No, it's just Briscoe's vouchers for everyone. For me, nah, spoiler alert, if you're uh, expecting something from me and my family. Um, now, as far as uh, what we've seen, I, I want to start with somebody who's... Uh, we're, we're putting together the the staffies, the inaugural staffies, uh, by the way, Sarah, for the, uh, some of the, the awards of uh, the year. And for New Zealand's favourite sportsperson, uh, one of the early nominees, uh, and Zoe Hobbs. And we, what a staggering year. The talent's always been there, right? She's achieved some great results at age grade. But... In a blue ribbon event like the 100 metres, her progress, uh, the number of times she knocked over her known national record, this, it's been something special in that regard.
1: It has been something incredibly special. And like you say, this is a blue ribbon event. And so New Zealand should be getting so excited well should already be excited about Zoe Hobbs's progress like you mentioned she had an outstanding breakthrough year to, to break the 11 second barrier in the women's 100 meters is is you know something phenomenal and that started at the New Zealand National Track and Field Champs in Newtown Park in, in Wellington in March she ran a windy 10.89 in the final and when the announcer announced the time to the crowd that was there it was like uh, like we had to really recheck that he was saying this correctly because it was something out of the box and then she ran uh, a legal time of 10.97 a few weeks later in Sydney and then lowered that to 1096 in Switzerland to make the Olympic qualifying time so she's had a, a an outstanding year well deserving of a Staffy Award.
0: Yeah, uh, I, it's it, it, not just that. I think the the confidence she's exuded, because we know, right, that the, the hundred meter. Uh, athletes are uh, uh, as close as you get in the world of athletics to the sort um, of like a WWE wrestler or a boxer who, who walks around <laughs> chest puffed out, talking talking the big game. But she's done this in this way that's exuded confidence. Never, never try and bring anybody down with, when she's talking. But there's, it's not just ex- I'm excited to be here, confidence. It's a this is where I belong, confidence. Mm,
1: and I think that's one of the things that has really impressed me with Zoe this year is that. She has been, you know, to a number of World Championships now, but this year in Budapest, it looked like she felt really comfortable out there. We saw her in a number of Diamond Leagues throughout the season and at the Diamond League final. But particularly at the World Championship, she owned her lane. And, you know, as you mentioned, the 100-metre sprinters, they they possess a lot of swagger. This is the alphas these are the alphas of track and field uh, but Zoe conducts her herself in a manner which she is quite reserved compared to you know the likes of shikari Richardson who went on to win that hundred meters in Budapest but she finished in 10th 0.01 off making the final and she'll be looking to step up but step up in a way which is true to herself and, and the person that she is instead of putting on a show uh, that sometimes we see out of these uh, characters in track and field.
0: Uh, when it comes to uh, the track and field athletes too, uh, obviously we always keep an eye on uh, on the shot put now, it's uh, it's ingrained in us uh, thanks to the success of, of Dame Val, but uh, when it comes to the men, how are we feeling about the uh, scenarios right now when it comes to uh, comes to our men throwing for uh, gold, got, throwing for medals at the very least, and, and Tom Walsh and Jacko Gill?
1: Well, I think w- what we saw from those guys this year was a great rivalry domestically. Uh, mm. Jacko had it over Tom in a number of meets in New Zealand at the start of the year, and Tom. Went about his business and then uh, produced some really good competitions back to levels that we, we expected of him for a long time, I guess, in, in some of the Diamond League performances. And, but then finished fourth at World Champs, which is frustrating for him. It's not where he wants to be, but I think he'd rather finish fourth in 2023 than fourth in 2024. And it's amazing to see for us to have these two big guys and Jacko's made significant gains this year. First time over 22 metres. They will need to be throwing 22 high into the 23 metres to be on the podium in in Paris next year. Uh, but they're doing everything possible to make that happen. So uh, stay cheering for the big boys in, in 2024.
0: When it comes to what we're expecting, speaking to C. O. Kelly Ross, what what do you have a, have an eye on when it comes to outside of the the athletes we just mentioned? Our distance runners, I think, are really starting to put themselves in position to to grow uh, and and have a position to an ability rather to uh, to kick on, but the olympics are coming up fast right the uh, the paris is next year is a three the, the three-year cycle really does throw things in that regard not just that it's it's in july so we're talking about seven months away rather than uh somewhere towards the back end of the year uh, are we uh, how do you think our athletes are in position of being able to kick on and be able to achieve the results that they've been aiming for given it's a shorter cycle i think we're well placed uh to kick
1: on for next year we had a lot more athletes compete at a Diamond League level this year. I don't think necessarily the results translated into excellent performances at the World Championships, but the likes of Sam Tanner, Geordie Beamish, mm. uh, Tori Peters, Madison Weshey, Eliza McCartney, um, you know, they were all out there on it at a Diamond League level, and I think that that helps with, you know that's the same competitors when you come to the olympics and that experience will will only serve them well for paris i think jordy bamis had a really outstanding year he changed uh from the five thousand to 3k steeples. he finished fifth at world champ at world championships and i think he'll be definitely one to watch and i think the likes of sam tanner was you know an, an olympics under his belt uh he he's a great character he's got a Great uh, turn of pace in the 1500, which is often so tactical at major championships. So he'll definitely uh, be one to watch for Paris as well. And, and Tori Peters had a great year in terms of her second place at the Diamond League final uh, to close out the international season. So you get a good wind in a stadium, the javelin can go far, and she'll need to throw around 64, 65 metres for a medal in Tokyo. But that's
0: that's within her range. Eliza McCartney, obviously a a sweetheart of of New Zealand sport. People uh, wish her only success and she's uh, won a lot of people over. Uh, But that uh, that bronze medal in 2016 feels a long time ago at that arena. Obviously injury has plagued her uh, at major events for the past couple of years. Where should expectations be for Eliza McCartney come Paris?
1: I think they should be really high, and, and they deserve to be really high. And, and it, it was a long time ago in Rio, and, and she was so young as well. And, yeah. you know, uh, we we did fall in love with her as a nation, and we have, I guess, expected so much of her from there, and, and she's expected so much of herself as well. What is great to see is that she was back to some really good heights in the international season, 4.85 in July in Germany. Uh, which was you know which will be around middle territory uh, the, the height haven't necessarily shifted dramatically in the international women's pole vault scene so 485 to, to what is her best which is 494 that's middle range and i think what's pleasing to see is that she jumped in in the weekend at the night of fives and, and jumped only off 10 strides and cleared 473 so that's a personal best for her off 10 strides if she can get back to her full run-up and stay healthy, we should expect her to be on the podium. And and that's that. She is a phenomenal talent, but she needs to stay healthy. And and that that's the best battle for her
0: yeah fair enough too and, and those those stats obviously those numbers are uh, very encouraging it's it's I, she's someone that i'm i find myself rooting for uh, just the way she's handled these injury problems has been yeah nothing but professional and uh, done with complete dignity as well not, not one to throw her toys uh, I, I can imagine if i missed an olympics um sarah you would not hear the end of my straps and rants uh <laughs> if i was capable of competing there so uh, I, I always appreciate oh, I the class
1: yeah. I, I would have well thrown my toys by now if I was Eliza, you know. she's She's been, you know, the heights that she was jumping in, in, in training prior to injuries are, are exceeding what the level is at now. So if, if she can, you know, it's almost like I sort of had a few messages with someone over the weekend, oh, I'll just put her on ice to next year, but she needs that competition. She needs to be able to... Um, feel that adrenaline and be able to handle it and progress through the, through the stages of a competition. And, you know, I only wish her well, and I and I just hope that 2024 is, is is a great year for her.
0: Speaking with Sarah Kelly ross uh, former Olympian, and across all matters when it comes to uh, the greatest sporting event in the world, we've just been talking athletics. when it comes to the Olympics, I mean, this is Dame Lisa Carrington's world, and we're just living in it. Uh, <laughs> the, her, her results this year, just get she continues it doesn't it doesn't defy belief because it's it's all we know when it comes to to lisa carrington but geez you take you it'd be a brave person to tip against more incredible success from her come paris but uh what what a 2023 for her what a
1: 2023 for her i mean she won her 15th world title ridiculous and I think it's ridiculous crazy. ridiculous ridiculous and you know there's She's won 19 World Championship medals. You know, it's not just the 15; it's you know these other ones where someone miraculously beat her, or she was in a you know a, a bigger boat than uh, than the single, which which is she has just absolutely demolished the world in uh, for the for so long. And I think we've become a little bit complacent about how good she is absolutely. because that is amazing, and we just expect her to keep winning. What will be interesting is how Paris looks to her because her favoured K1-200 is off the programme, so she's in the K1-500. And also, I think, probably one of the great successes of Lisa Carrington this year is actually that she combined with her teammates uh, to win the K4 World Championships. And and I think uh, for seeing... Seeing that, which is the first time a New Zealander had ever, um, a New Zealand team had ever achieved that K4 title with Alicia Hoskin, Olivia Brett, and Tara Vaughan. Uh, that's super exciting, and I think the challenge of that uh, will, you know, be quite refreshing for Dame Lisa. And uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what she does in Paris. I'd love her to team up with Amy Fisher, and and destroy the world in the K2. 500, but
0: uh, obviously a bit of water to go under the bridge yet, and and how that looks. Yes, uh, very fair to say. Now, uh, well, I don't think anyone will expect any less, and uh, that's that's what happens when you are uh, you reach the status of our, our most decorated Olympian. It's, it's pretty hard to expect anything else. And I think uh, Dame Valerie Adams was a little bit of a, a victim publicly in the public expectations because we we just expected to go out and win everything, and to the point that the results that she achieved. Towards the tail end of her career, it's still pretty staggering if you, uh, if you look at what where she was and what she was doing. But people are oh, I expect gold from mm. from a champion like that. <laughs> so it, it is t- a ton of pressure. Now, someone I'm really excited for uh, for the uh, the Paris Games, and after uh, a year at this age and stage of his career, I say this uh, with the greatest respect. Uh, Aaron Gate caught me by surprise by just how dominant he could be uh, in becoming a world champion in the points race as well we've seen him do so well at the commonwealth games obviously but there is always and you know that new zealand says this sometimes ah oh, well it's just the commonwealth games when they're talking about comparing to olympics to be able to take that step up where he is in his career right now to become a world champion in the points race to me that was breathtaking
1: yeah i'm so stoked for gady because he like you say uh his three goals at Commonwealth Games was a phenomenal performance over in Birmingham uh, last year but as the shift to Paris, I think he's got um, an element of redemption because of that team's pursuit and how that played out yeah. with that crash in in that bronze medal match and uh, and I think that he is on a mission and really clear about that and I think we will see the best of Aaron Gate, uh, the best of Aaron Gate has yet to come and not, you know, not discluding uh, his phenomenal career that he's had so far. So amazing to see him in the Rainbow Jersey this year and, and really dominant in that, in that performance.
0: Yeah, and a name, if it's not on your radar, a name to have on your radar for 2024 after what she's achieved at the early stages of her career, uh, Elise Andrews winning uh, the World Championship gold in the Kieran. That's, it's not it's not an easy event and not an easy sport
1: yeah and and following up with that a bronze in the sprint as well and yeah and what i think is really exciting about elise is that she's bringing her teammates in the in the team sprint with her uh they've got a great training environment they're all uh gunning for it uh and you know the likes of rebecca petch her experience from tokyo Competing in the BMX and then transitioning over to the track, um, Sean Fulton, and uh, as well as uh, the rider who won at uh, the gold at Birmingham Commonwealth Games as part of that team, Olivia. Uh, that that's going to be an exciting one to watch as well. But Elise Andrews, she's got the world at her feet. She is a talent, and uh, exciting to see what she can do in 2024 as well.
0: Uh, a, a question mark for me is uh, an area where we have been spoiled, uh, and we just come to expect medals without any kind of consideration. Uh, and it's one that really does get a, a a focus once every four years more so than others. Uh, the rowing world now the the world champs weren't great by New Zealand standards. Uh, we don't have as many boats qualified uh, as the New Zealand team would like. What do you make of where New Zealand rowing sits after twenty twenty
1: three? Well, I think that. In terms of the crews that have qualified, and there's four female and four male, I think they'll be really looking to pull on that experience. You've got the likes of Kerry, um, Kerry Gowler coming back. Uh, she has been married, so she changed her name, so apologies, Kerry. Um, Emma Twig going to her fifth Olympics. You know, Tom Mack. And now in the single, he was a medalist at World Champs this year, but he's come from the eight. So they have had a shift in the philosophy of, of what boats to target, uh, which I think is, is sensible given um, the amount of investment that pe- that these boats require and the programme requires. So, you know, I think that Rowan New Zealand are very strategic in, in how they, you know, look to a cycle. Yes, it is three years, but I think they will pull on the Experience of those those big cats uh, and some fresh blood coming through as well won't um, will certainly they know the system and they know what's required of them and they've got people around them you know telling them that this is a standard we must meet. To be successful in Paris, so it might not be the the Tokyo Gold um, Fest that we we have, but I wouldn't I wouldn't um, I wouldn't doubt it from particularly some of those experienced boats that that are heading to to Paris.
0: We could uh, spend the uh, rest of the week talking about uh, the New Zealand <laughs> options here. Uh, and I um, uh, appreciate There's, uh, I'll make sure you know, there's some names that haven't been mentioned. That's down to time restrictions rather than uh, interest or qualification. But uh, always appreciate your depth of knowledge, uh, your ability to bring this into uh, a context for people who may not be following these sports as closely uh, as uh, one would like. And certainly of Olympic year, having a, uh, excitement levels building around these athletes uh, is thoroughly deserved. So I hope the nation gets behind them the way that they deserve. Sarah Kelly-Ross, really grateful for your time, as always, on ECNZ uh, Have a very safe Christmas. And uh, all the listeners will be looking forward to hearing you again in the new year. Yes,
1: thanks, Sam. And uh, Merry Christmas to all the SCNZ team. And I look forward to... Uh and in in touch with you guys in 2024. Go well.
0: Make sure you grab a a couple couple of French phrase books or something to learn over summer. Get yourself completely prepared for
1: Paris. (laughs) Au revoir. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there she go don't worry about this Facebook she's under control the uh, the great Sarah Kelly Ross joining us on the show always love her enthusiasm her knowledge if you can't get excited about uh, what these uh, athletes have been putting out off the back of that then uh, you need a pulse check absolutely let's take a break when we come back we're talking uh, about the CAB odds with Baron Popwell